Azeroth, a history, is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Welcome to Azeroth, a history, a look into the history of Azeroth and how it pertains to World of Warcraft today. I'm your co-host, Bam Bam. And I'm your co-host, Tony. I love, wait, I, I should even say, I'm Lord Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you uh, purchased some land in Scotland, did you? <laughs> One square foot. That's all it takes. <laughs> Oh, a fellow streamer friend started that kick and a bunch of us hopped on it and uh yeah <laughs> how much does one square foot of land cost in scotland uh it, it came out to like 50 bucks canadian with a discount code <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great uh worth it uh but yeah <laughs> but we're not here to talk about my lordship we're here to talk about, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we've, we've mentioned before, uh, but we haven't, like, fully gone into detail, but one of the things in the book, Shadows Rising, was Nathanos, who we haven't actually talked about in depth He before. deserves his moment! He, well, deserves his moment is a little bit, um... That's a little bit much, I think, personally, because I think <laughs> I think I deserve my moment to punch him in the throat. <laughs> hey, hey now, hey now, criminals deserve their punishments, don't they? Exactly, and he deserves to be punched in the throat by my glaive. I mean, what? <clears throat> Anyways, it's time to talk about him. <laughs> All right, so first thing we're going to do is go back in time a little bit before the scourge, before the Lich King... Ooh. And before, uh, and to the the Alliance of Lordaeron, through the magic of time travel. What's the um, Wayne's World thing? Woo wee woo. Yeah. Woo 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 woo. <laughs> Party on. Um. So yeah, uh, we we have touched on this before because this was like the time where the seven human kingdoms kind of all made a pact together, along with the dwarves of Casmodan and Airy Peak. And the High Elves of Quel'Thalas, what are you doing, Jarvis? I definitely <laughs> thought you were talking to me, and I was like, I'm putting <laughs> lotion on my tattoo. What's the deal? I can multitask. No, you're good. Um, I'm just <laughs> feeling claws. I'm feeling claws in my legs. And um, he, he needs a, a trim. <laughs> Anyways, so this was formed in response to the threat of the Orcish Horde during the Second War. But that's not what we're here to talk about today, and that we do have to go over that at some point, but that's not yet. Um, so back then, the only rangers were elves, um, except for one. There's one outlier, a human named Nathanos Maris, who I've heard his name also pronounced Nathanos, but I've always said Nathanos. Jarvis. Okay. You sit right there. You stay. Stay. Think about what you've done. <laughs> it's, being, it's being such a pain. Okay. 
So Nathanos uh, was allowed to join the ranks of the Forest Riders at the command of Sylvanas Windrunner, who was Ranger General by then. Um, and he also rose to the rank of Ranger Lord, which was like, that's the next step below the Ranger General. So there's like, there's like four of them at the time, I think. Um, Moving on up! Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so this was partly because he was a very skilled tactician. Um, he, he led many victories of the Alliance, um, but Sylvanas also had other reasons for keeping him close. Uh, most of the other rangers in the Forest Riders were against any humans in their ranks, uh, including Lorthamar, and even the Crown Prince Kael'thas wanted him out, but Sylvanas defied him all. Uh, defied all of them. Because she loved him. <gasps> Aww. Mm-hmm. And did it for love! Pretty, pretty much, yeah. And... Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice going back to, like, that part of the story, which is nice. Uh, there's a short story about Nathanos that includes a bit from, like, his earlier life. Um, he's staying in his family's home within, like, it's within Lordaeron, which is now uh, Eastern Plaguelands. Um, and Sylvanas comes by to collect a report from him, and she ends up spending the night. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. Remember, though, this from... is a really tea for teen game. Brown chicken, brown cow! Censored. Uh, she also met his young cousin, Stefan Maris, uh, and she ended up gifting the boy a gold coin to hang on to until Nathanos decided he was old enough to buy his first sword. Cute. Yeah. Uh, so that was, like, kind of shortly before the Second War. Uh, and aside from the actual war happening, not much else really happened specifically for Nathanos for a little while. So... Nothing else really happens for Nathanos until the fall of Strathome and the Scourge made their way through the kingdom. Uh, Nathanos stayed stationed at his family's home, and he, because he didn't feel welcome in Silvermoon, and this ultimately led to his death by the Scourge, um, and him becoming an undead ghoul under the control of the Lich King. Well, that's a turn. That's a turn of events. Mm-hmm. Then came Sylvanas being free from, freed from the mind control of the Lich King uh, and the weakening of his hold over the entirety of the Scourge. Sylvanas ended up searching for him, accompanied by two of her Dark Rangers. She found him, an undead slave to his master's will. What do you want, Jarvis? Why are you back? Nope. Oh god, it's like they're teaming up. Mine's being a thing but two. <laughs> oh, fucking pets. All he could think about was how they'd serve his master, uh, and he kind of, he, like, he was thinking about letting their hatred be their weapon as it was his own. So, like, he wasn't actually armed at all. He was just dead. Eat. Filled with rage! Pretty much. Um, something was different about the, you know, the three beings standing before him, though. He sniffed, and they were not elves, and they weren't human. They were dead like him, uh, and Sylvanas saying his name brought recognition in his mind to his his own name. And he like she says it a few times, and he's eventually back. Like he's back. Uh, hmm. I wouldn't necessarily back say back again. Actually, but his will was his own again. Um, except not exactly because it had always belonged to Sylvanas in life, and now it would in death as well. 
Oh, she just got that magic pussy. You know, she must. Savannah <laughs> <laughs> uh, ordered him to stay at his home uh, in what was now the Plaguelands, and he he got a recruited horde adventurers to fight and steal. Um, he's he got them to steal the Quelthalos registry uh, from like a nearby like kind of town, I guess, uh, with strict orders not to read the file. He also ordered them to fight the Scourge, the Scarlet Crusaders, and the Tears Hand as well. Uh, the Alliance did eventually take notice that, like, he, hey, he died, but no body was ever found. What's up with that? So, got yeah. used for stew. Can't pass up fresh meat. Ew. No, that's, that's <laughs> not what happened. No, that's definitely not what happened. He was there. He was just undead. <laughs> Less fresh then. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, fine. Um, so, our good old friend, Master Matthias Shaw, ends up sending five agents to go investigate, like, what's going on. Uh, only one of them comes back, and he's babbling about, like, Nathanos, and he mentions the word light collar and so alliance adventurers take up the investigation and they go and find out that nathanos is indeed blight collar a champion of the banshee queen oh shit mm -hmm. uh so bulvar four dragon and later king varian rin okay there's a weird thing with time travel in wow I think in actual, like, time, like, I guess in actual, like, time lore, it's Bolvar that orders the death of Nathanos. Uh, but we also get the quest from Varied Rin later on because he's back. Um, but Nathanos ends up surviving by faking his own death. Isn't he already dead? I mean, he's dead, but he's not dead dead. He's he's mostly dead. He's, he's faking his true death. Yeah. Do, uh, do they not... explode into like a, a is it like a water balloon full of gore that pops when when they die too, or is that that just vampires? I think that's just vampires. Um, he played possum specifically to to fake his own death. <laughs> oh, I love possums, man. They're so cute. There's there is a Twitter account called Possums Every Hour and it's so cute. <laughs> and everyone should follow it because they're so cute. <laughs> oh, it's so precious. Okay. <laughs> so after the cataclysm and the attempt on his life, uh Nathanos moved to the Undercity where he trained Rangers. So this was also where he could like kind of serve Sylphanas better in his mind oh yeah you can all kinds of service i don't know if that works for forsaken i don't know i mean I... where there's a will there's a way that's true um yeah we'll go with that <laughs> uh it's also when he's here that sylvanas ended up talking to him and confiding in him about what happened after arthas was killed uh, and he's the only person that she ever confided in him 
in about, uh, you know, throwing herself off the top of Ice Crown. Yeah, that's a moment. Some yep. intense stuff. His own reflection on her pact with the Valkyr also showed that, like, if if basically if push came to shove, if he need to like if she needed to spend eternity like damned, basically he would do it out at her side. So he's like supremely devoted, I guess. <laughs> Super faithful to that magic poussoir. Mm-hmm. That would not come to pass though, because then later on the Legion started to invade Azeroth. Yeah. <gasps> Shocking. Right. So, Savannah summoned Nathanos to take part in a ritual that would make him stronger. Um, he walks into a room to see a paladin bound on an altar, a, like, across from an empty slab, and there's a Valkyr standing nearby. Uh, he also wondered, like, if this ritual could be done for him, could it be done for all Forsaken? And, you know, it's explained to him that, like, it needs a sacrifice of flesh akin to your own, and it also takes a lot out of the Valkyr. So is he, like stealing the life essence from the paladin and then that's gonna be like thanks for the donation bud kind of yeah so he, he goes up to the altar and he realizes it's his cousin Stefan Maris who oh, is no! who has did grown up to be a paladin sword? he did no wait he did not well I'll just take that gold coin back obvious you're not gonna need it no, what so what happens in this exchange here is like basically like um Stefan is like, Oh my god, I can't believe this has happened to you and then he goes on about how like after he found out what happened to Sylvanas and Nathanos, he threw the coin in the river. Well that's some petty bullshit. I mean it makes sense though, I guess. It's a little petty, I guess. But yeah, no. He did grow up to be a paladin, though, so he still, you know, ended up training and stuff. Um, he just didn't use specifically the gold piece from from Sylvanas, which I guess is fine. Uh, that part in the short story, though, it's... Um, it's The short story about this is called Dark Mirror. Um, it's by Steve Denuser, and I cannot do that man's word justice. He does a great job. <laughs> One of the things that I wanted to, wanted to illustrate, though, uh, Nathanos is, like, kind of before this ritual goes on, he's incapable of most emotion. He feels loyalty to Sylvanas, and he feels hatred. And that's about it. He can't feel pity, he can't feel regret, he can't feel happiness, he can't feel, like, anything else. Yeah, okay. That sucks. Yeah. Um, so then the ritual starts, and the Valkyrie's chanting it all happens, uh, and it rings with the Lich King's power, causing some questions for me, but we'll, you know, <laughs> we'll get there, I think, in Shadowlands. Um, when, when the ritual's done, he feels dead, but not quite as much as he had been, which, it, I mean, it weirdly makes it's sense, like but not. diet dead. God, it's, it's like mostly dead. No? Okay. It's like, um, um, what's his name? Inigo Montoya's, when he's all yeah. dead. No, not that one, but the other one, you know. Yeah, that, that's why I was like, mostly dead. Exactly. It's just <laughs> mostly dead. <laughs> he's not dead dead. Um... <laughs> Uh, so the Valkyr is, like, kind of kneeling in the corner nearby, 
and she's lost a lot of her strength. Um, he also realizes his voice is a bit different. It's not half paralyzed by decay, but he, it's not quite that of a living man either. Um, he didn't have protruding bone and dangling bits of flesh. He was, like, essentially whole. And so he kind of, he's, like, touching its cheek, and it feels almost human. Noise! Mm-hmm. Now it is so on for some brown cow. <laughs> uh, I he'll... no longer look like a zombie! Ooh, uh, well, no, he still kind of does. Um, so... He also now stands straight instead of being like hunched over for the, for his first time since. Oh, you know. oh yeah, his his carriage is rather erect, you would say. <laughs> god damn it! Oh yeah! Oh my god! Still got it, <laughs> monster. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Um, so he ends up going over to a mirror and uh, kind of looking at his reflection. Um, and so, like, he's, like, he essentially looks like a whole human, but his skin still, like, he, he looks like he's dead still, but he's not, like, rotting. Perfect! Necrophiliacs unite! Pretty much. Or, like, the perfect specimen. Not gross, but still obviously dead. Woohoo! Pretty much, yeah. Um... So then one of the Dark Rangers, Anya, uh, was then escorting Nathanos to the armory so he could, so, you know, he could, like, be outfitted in new gear and stuff. Uh, and this is when he realized very quickly a huge new disadvantage to his body. Uh, his sense of smell had grown stronger. And Forsaken kind of stink. Because, <laughs> like, they're, they're actively rotting. <laughs> No amount of Old Spice will cover that up. No. Maybe magic, but no, no, like, definitely no Old Spice. Um, Maybe Axe, but, like, the whole can, teenage boy style. <laughs> oh, horrible memories of middle school. <laughs> oh, okay. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Um, there's another exchange here between Anya and Nathanos, uh, that Steve Denuser, uh, I'm sorry, I can't say names anymore today, he does a great job with, um, Anya sort of, like, teases him for thinking that Sylvanas only wanted a stronger champion, uh, but she's kind of, like, overly ev evasive, as most elves are. They never truly say what they mean. And this is something that has pissed off Nathanos for many years, since before he died. <laughs> Um, so he's, like, basically, like, okay, like, say what you mean. Like, stop, stop fucking around. Just tell me what you mean. And so she points out that Sylvanas defied an entire kingdom to name him Ranger Lord, searched the Plaguelands specifically to reclaim him from the Scourge, and then now restored him to what he is now. She loves you, you dumb fool! Exactly! He... It, <laughs> I find this kind of weird. Anya it made... just wants to see them sail away <laughs> into the sunset. Yes. That'd be nice. If only. You know, if they had done that, we'd have been spared so much shit. <laughs> I know, right? Just think of, like, how much devastation is avoided by people getting falling in love and, like, 
Well, and just down. not being around for fuck's sakes. Like, Teldrassil wouldn't have burnt. Yeah. Nothing stokes the fires of love like burning cities. Yeah, basically. Uh, so, I find this a little bit weird. Because it makes Nathanos angry. That, like... Like, the basically that Sylvanas loves him, in a way. Because he's like, I don't have any use for these emotions. Um, that, like... You know, I had those emotions in life. There's no room for them anymore. There's only room for rage and contempt. That's where you're wrong, buckaroo. Right? Friendship is magic, you asshole. Just watch some My Little Pony and grow as a person. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Pull a senpai, come on. Oh no, I broke myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so they continued on to the Outfitters where he kind of like chooses his new armor for himself. Um, and he's about to leave and then a clean, shiny breastplate catches his eyes. Ooh, and... shiny breasts, huh? Breastplate. Oh, I stopped uh... listening. <laughs> Fair. Uh, <laughs> so the plate catches his eyes and he, ca- he his thoughts drift back to the ritual that he had just gone through. And he kind of feels his regret tighten his throat a little bit. I thought what's his name? He couldn't feel regret. Not before the ritual. Well, then maybe he can feel love, the dumb dumb. He can. He just doesn't think that he has any need for it. <laughs> yeah, right. That seems to be pretty short-lived, though. Like the whole regret, because we next see him at the funeral of Vol'jin after after Sylvanas is named war chief. Um, and he's dealing very quickly with the demons revealed by the Illidari newcomers. Um, and then he leads horde adventurers to Stormheim on the Forsaken Fleet. Uh, he still keeps his, like, dark sense of humor that he's always had, um, and general disdain for pretty much anybody that is (laughs) not Sylvanas. Um, he also very specifically has a hatred of Worgen, and writes them off as beasts. He's not a nice guy. Right? Yeah. Come on, bro. Get it together. Um, so as the Alliance makes their way into Stormheim and they attempt to uh, bombard the Forsaken ships, Nathanos puts Sylvanas' safety above all else. He boards the skyship of the Alliance, planting bombs to bring it down. He even wounded the Worgen leading the uh, the Alliance charge into Stormheim as well. Um, while that's happening, Sylvanas takes off to do whatever she's come here to do. Which I think we talked about a little bit. I don't fully remember. And then we kind of follow along with Nathanos to kind of make sure that she's safe. Until we find a message from her saying like, you know, I don't want to be followed. Go do other shit. So we we obey and we go do the other shit. <laughs> Sounds legit. We don't hear from again, him again aside from some PvP stuff in game. And then after Sargeras is defeated and he stabs a planet, Nathanos gets sent out to go see what the goblin miners are up to in Silithus. So that's the that's with the Azerite and all that. Alright. So we're about to get into the events of Before the Storm, but before we do that... (gasps) Is it time? It's time for the auction house! Woo-woo! If you like (laughs) what we do, consider donating through our Patreon at patreon.com slash senpaiandbambam. If you're unable to do that, we would also appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, oh my god, English, Podchaser, (laughs) or any other podcast service that you use. It helps open us up to a wider audience. You can also share us with your friends, 
your family, your guildies, your skip the dishes delivery guy, your Uber Eats delivery guy, you know, whoever's bringing you food, they need to know about this. Absolutely. You know, I think you actually can text your Uber delivery driver. I don't think you can actually text your um, skip driver. Right? I think they have to text you first. But I mean, if they open that door, you best be sending them links. Be like, thanks for the pizza. You should check out this podcast. Well, I th- I, no, like, I think when you send a tip, you can send a little message through. Oh, sweet. Tip is... You cannot accept this tip in good conscience unless you watch listen to this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, they're driving around. They might as well, you know. Right? It's the perfect time. Like, what else are they doing? Listening to the radio? I fucking hate that shit. They always talk about the stupidest crap. Anyways, catch our Machinima with Bam Bam series, which is available to uh, patrons a week early and goes up weekly on Tuesdays. Uh, And if you have any suggestions for that, we'll take them on Discord or by email, or you can hit me up on Twitter as well. Also, if you want to get in touch with us over on Discord, there will be a link in the show notes on the website to join that. It is open to everyone with a patron-only section. Uh, Also, if you want to come hang out with Senpai on stream... Watch me fail at stuff that went really well before pre-patch and doesn't go well now. I'm <laughs> it hurt real bad. Okay, uh, I've streamed mostly raids on Twitch as well as like uh, I've been getting into a lot more gold making on Twitch. So come check out that and hang out. I'm always down to chat chat about WoW or pretty much anything else, with some exceptions. But yeah, we also have a merch store it's on Mm. teespring it's linked with twitch and you can get our logo on a shirt or a tank or a mug don't you want our beautiful faces on a turt yes on a turt (laughs) on a shirt or a tank or a mug we all there's also the creative conundrums logo which is senpai's other podcast you should Mm -hmm. absolutely be checking that one out if you have not already we also have stickers. Those are on the Squiddyverse website, so check it out. Check it all out. Also, those t-shirts, those Teespring t-shirts, like, I I, find, I got mine, and, like, it is awesome. It is so comfy. I got a purple one with our with our art on it, and, I, oh, I love it so much. Heck yeah! I am excited for when I am going to buy a mug, my partner tells me that we have too many mugs but i think that i will just buy one and then it will be here (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like is he really gonna throw out a mug with my face on it he better not yeah he better not also the the mugs are also like really awesome too um because i got my mug before i got my shirt for whatever reason but because they should they i guess they're printed at different facilities so they they ship them out separately but oh yeah it's a cute little mug i love it it's great yeah, that, that that's all I have to say about our merch. It's, it's great. Do the thing. Buy okay. the stuff. It's cool, I swear. It really is. It really is. I sometimes model the shirt and the mug on stream, by the way. Which is like super Seeing cool. it in action. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's get back to Nathanos. And unfortunately not punching him in the face yet. I so badly want to. <laughs> I have been ready to since playing through both sides of Stormheim. Like, through both Alliance and Horde side of Stormheim. I've been, I've been ready. 
Oh yeah, sharpening them knuckles. <laughs> just just sharpen all of the war glaives. <laughs> just all right. Let's do this motherfucker. Shreds and things. So uh, before the storm is the lead-in novel to Battle for Azeroth, um, which we kind of, we we got to, I think, most of what happened in the novel, like, just through kind of happenstance. Um, But we also haven't fully gone into a lot of it, uh, mostly because it didn't involve certain people and or it involved different people that I hadn't touched on yet uh so with Sylvanas being busy in Orgmar as war chief um there's a power vacuum that has been created in the Undercity and so Nathanos informs her that like hey there's this like council that's been formed to like kind of take care of everyday business for the Forsaken and she's like not happy about it <laughs> but she's like alright yeah go go for it that, that can happen <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm sorry, you're off in another land, like, you're on another continent, and shit needs to get done. Let other people, like, take care of it, right? Ugh. Anyways. No, she needs to be the only vacuum. That that was, like, super dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so Nathanos invites her to a ceremony led by them... Uh, by the Desolate Council to honor the Forsaken that had fallen in the war against the Legion. Um, but she wasn't able to... I can't fully remember why, but he ended up intending in her place instead. And then he also received the summons from King Anduin for a gathering. So we, we definitely mentioned the gathering before. Um, this was meant to be the reunion of the Forsaken who had been scourged, who had been, you know, turned into scourge. And they could meet their living relatives who had escaped to Stormwind. Um, so Nathanos brought her the invitation, kind of urging her to like use it to her advantage in some way, which of course she did. Um, firstly, only the members of the Desolate Council were able to participate; like she'd only allow them, uh, along with the small group of humans of like specifically their uh, relatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also an agreement not to touch a single member of the opposing faction if something went wrong. Which, I'm going to give her credit here. Sylvanas did follow that. Kind of. Well, she did, but yeah. Some of the council members um, ended up leaving because their relatives were just, like, they had kind of shown up and then kind of saw, I guess, the Forsaken and were like, I, I can't do this. And then they left. So then the council members ended up leaving, like, you know, disappointed and hurt. So, not, not great. Um, but then some of them were also able to see their relatives. And uh, so then something kind of took a turn. Um, they, they started off towards the Alliance side of the field where they were meeting. And... Uh, <laughs> Basically, they were going to defect from the Horde, and they were going to go to Stormwind. But Fuck not- this place, I'm outie! Kind of, yeah. Um, what surprised even Nathanos, though, was that the Forsaken who had not participated in, like, actually defecting, like, because not all of them actually were doing that, but a good chunk of them were. Um, that th- Basically, all of the Forsaken that were out on the field, Sylvana shot down herself. Oh, shit! Yep. 
along with Callie Aminathil, who technically isn't Alliance, because she's technically from Lordaeron. Well, I mean, she is from Lordaeron, but she's not technically Alliance. Yeah, I don't know. So Savannah did follow her word that, hey, you're not allowed to, to touch anybody of the opposing faction. She didn't touch any of the Alliance members. Only the Forsaken were killed. <laughs> and Kalia. Oh, sweet, beautiful technicalities. I remember reading that and I was like, what the, okay, that's, that's, okay, that, no, that's not cool, but okay. <laughs> it's like, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting your brother. I'm not hitting him, he's hitting himself. <laughs> um... Later on, Nathanos and Varrock Sarfing kind of, they pretended, but not really pretended, to be at odds with each other in order to make the Alliance spies think that Sarfing was kind of bullying Sylvanas into sending troops to Silithus. Um, oh yeah, just blame it all on Sarfing. I know, right? I, I mean, this also wasn't really that hard of a play anyway, because like, Varrock didn't like Nathanos, Nathanos didn't like Varrock, so yeah. It wasn't hard to do. <laughs> um, Nathanos also resented the respect that Saurfang garnered from the Horde, while Sylvanas had done just as much, if not more, and yet she was not met with that same respect. Sexism! It's more that she's forsaken, and she's not entirely trusted. Yeah, I be- we can go with racism, I think, at this point. Well, that's yeah. some shit. Figure it out, buds. Right? Fuck. Skodan. Stude. Sorry, I had to. Um, he was thrilled to push north, however, taking Night Elf land and life in Sylvanas' name. And he kind of hesitates just for a minute uh, when Sylvanas has to repeat her order to burn Teldrassil. Well, I mean... What what did that hesitation do for anybody? Nothing. I mean, got her to turn around and yell. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Ooh, I like it when she's angry. I think it was more that, like, he's like, I just want to make sure I heard you right, but he didn't actually say it, and then she automatically just yelled it louder. Burn it to the ground! Technically to the sea, because it's... There's no actual, like... Well, I guess there's some land that it comes that comes up, and then it's the tree. Okay, never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> so the next step uh, was clearly the alliance was going to be heading for Lordaeron and Undercity. Uh, he led an assault along with Lorthamar against the alliance as they moved through the grounds of Lordaeron, um, and then they were forced to retreat into the throne room, where Sylvanas hands him her bow. He kind of buys time for them all to retreat. Uh, she meets him and the other leaders on the Zeppelin flying away after, you know, confronting Anduin and Jaina and all them, and then blighting the entire fucking city. <laughs> oh, the the decisions there. <laughs> yep, some choices were made. Like, I, lo- I love the way they're writing it. I really do. I just, I don't like the decisions that Sylvanas is making in particular. <laughs> Come on, girl, get it together. Make better choices. Right? I just, I, yeah. Uh, Going through this in hindsight, too, is very, like, I want to punch you. (laughs) So violent. Uh, Hey, hey, hey. 
she's she called the horde nothing. <laughs> I was and reading other news. I, <laughs> I'm watching <laughs> snow happen. Oh my god, it's snowing. Yeah. Oh my god, it's snowing. Okay. <laughs> For snow of the winter. It's crazy. Yep. Okay. Uh, so before the horde can set off to Zandalar. Uh, finally, we need to collect something that Sylvanas wants that is currently being held in Stormwind. So she orders Nathanos to lead the charge into Stormwind and rescue Talanji and Zul from the stockades. Get him! Save him! Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, when we're in the city, we also get a few conversations with him and an orc woman. I should say, in we're, when we're in, like, Dazar lore, um... We get a few conversations with him and an orc woman who we haven't fully talked about just yet. And so I'm not naming her yet. She she also deserves her own episode. Like Mystery orc woman. I mean, people who know the lore will know exactly who I'm talking about. But yeah, we haven't talked about it on the show yet. Oh, cool. So it's just me who doesn't get to know. How nice. Sorry. <laughs> but also not. She definitely deserves her own episode. Um... But she she does point out to him that like he has a zeal that seems to be more than just uh, his loyalty to Sylvanas. And so he kind of admits to her that like when the Alliance first rejected the Fallen of Lordaeron, when they first became Forsaken, uh, and instead had hunted them, he vowed to hunt the Alliance in turn. So it's, it's also a little bit of revenge that he's got. Revenge boner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he oversees a lot of our Horde war campaign, um, and he also directly orders the takeover of Timberfell Outpost in Tiragard Sound. Um, he orders the transformation of a Kultiran captain into a Forsaken, and helps us look for the grave of Marshal M. Valentine. Uh, when we He's don't- been busy! Oh yeah, very busy. So when we don't find the body of Valentine, uh, he has us use a Tide Sage that we recruited earlier uh, to find the body that was lost at sea. Because Valentine actually died in the Second War at sea, along with somebody else that we're going to mention right away. Um, so so Lillian Voss ends up helping us actually recruit the Tide Sage. He's ill when we first find him. And he ends up dying before he can fully, like, actually help us. And, but before he dies, he asks, like, hey, when you turn, you're no longer sick, right? And makes it very clear that, like, he's about to die, but I'm cool with coming back as, you know, what you are. So, <laughs> so we do. <laughs> um, and so the Tide Sage helps us find the shipwreck where Valentine's body is. And it does take some searching, but we're able to find Valentine's body as well as Derek Proudmore's body. Oh, shit! Yeah. So we've we've talked about Derek before. So after Valentine was turned, he was sent into Boralus to be like, Hey, yeah, the Horde has Derek, and, um, yeah, they're over in this harbor over here. And then this ended up serving just as a distraction so that we could go steal the Abyssal Scepter from the Alliance. And because we do it with portals, we make it back just as the Kultirans actually make it to the harbor to, like, attempt to collect the body of Derek Proudmore. That's what you think, motherfuckers. Pretty much. Yoink! (laughs) 
So then, uh, so Nathanos uses uses the scepter to destroy the Kultiran ships, and then we inform Sylvanas of the goings on and uh, the success of the mission. So yay! Woo! Um, so then in Darkshore, after kind of all of these happenings, there's been a change, and Nathanos goes and investigates what what's going on. There is now a black moon that hangs over this, like that hangs in the sky, and some of his lieutenants haven't returned, making him, yeah, <laughs> making him think that the night elves are up to something. Uh, in the work of raising some of the night elves to be forsaken, um, which is apparently at their choice if they're raised or not, a lost wisp ended up showing ends up showing us a vision of Tyrande transforming into the night warrior. Which kind of disturbs Nathanos. Um, Is it like a magic girl transformation with glitter and swirly whirlies like Sailor Moon? No, it's... It's like that, but goth, kind of. I mean, awesome. <laughs> like, like she, she, her eyes are completely black now. They're, they're not, like, they're not silver the way a night elf would usually have silver eyes. They're... Oh, snap! They look scary. She I like me. black eyes. <laughs> um, so this is it does disturb Nathanos and he's like, Yeah, we gotta we gotta push plans up a little bit. Uh so he ends up ordering Dalaran Summermoon to be raised. So that's the uh that's the one that's the elf that uh, Sylvanas was talking to before she ordered the burning of the tree. Oh shit <laughs> as a reminder. Um, and they're attacked by Sira Moonwarden, uh, who quickly falls in the attack. And Sira believes that she's been betrayed by the, her fellow elves. Um, you know, she she's essentially left to die alone, is how she sees it. Which is really shitty. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. So the Horde adventurers get to choose then... Basically, like, hey, we can kill Sira ourselves, or we can let him do it. Um, either way, he orders both of them to be raised by the Valkyr, which is when Tyrande shows up and attacks. Dun, dun, dun! Yep. Uh, she does end up succeeding in bringing down one of the Valkyr, uh, and Nathanos orders a retreat, but the other two elves are raised. And we, So we've talked about uh, Sira in the book as well. Like, she she'd be pissed. <laughs> that poor elf. I feel bad for her. He continues to order more attacks into Colteris as part of the war effort, which uh, also included moving against the. Uh, there's a bait attack. There's that bait attack in Nazmir, while the alliance move in on the south end of the city of Dazaralor. When we raid the city, um, he joined in the combined pushback into the city to defend and gives chase. Uh, as Jaina and the Alliance retreated after King Rastakhan's death. Um, and then he was present at both the funeral of Rastakhan and the current coronation of Talanji. Well, shit. So later on, so we, we, we had gotten that choice to be loyal to Sylvanas or loyal to Sourfang. Like, I can't remember how much earlier it was in the story because it feels like it was so long ago. <laughs> um, but those of us who chose to be loyal to Sylvanas, even if we regret it, we inform Nathanos about Bane's plans. Um, so this is when Bane is plant like, we don't know what, but 
we we kind of have an idea of what he's going to do. So Nathanos instructs us, you know, go ahead with Bane's plans. Report back. We'll, we'll see what happens. At which point we... So then we report back that uh, Bane, along with the Tide Sage, you know, our new Forsaken Tide Sage, uh, we... Uh, we released Derek Proudmore into the custody of the Alliance. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yep. Um, Savannah later calls a gathering but with all the leaders uh, where she announces like, yeah, we know this happened. I'm not happy. So Nathanos is like just aiming a bow at the Tide Sage because he's like, we're pretty sure you're guilty. And then Bane tries to kind of step in to get him to not kill our poor new Tide Sage. And he's like, no, it was me. I'm sorry. And so Nathanos still kills the Tide Sage. Yeah. Oh, damn. Iron fucking fist here. <laughs> and that's when Bane is, you know, jailed and... Yeah. Um, so Sylvanas orders the ships off with Nathanos in charge um, with an artifact that is key to Sylvanas's plan. We haven't talked about that artifact yet, but that that also deserves its own episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complicated thing, and I don't know when we're going to get to it. I think it's going to be a while. Um, Nathanos basically uses it as a guide uh, to a part of the sea where Ashara's use of the Tidestone brings down both fleets into Nashatar. So the Horde kind of regroups a little bit, as we do. And he kind of cryptically walks off with the artifact. Uh, and we don't see him again for a little while. He also walks right into a wall of water. <laughs> wow. Like, he doesn't walk anywhere else. There's this, like, there's essentially, like, the, the sea, and then there's the, dr like, complete drop, vertical drop into Nashadar. And he just kind of walks off into the wall of water. And we're like, where are you off to? Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> So we don't see him again for a little while, unless you're a loyal to Sylvanas. Um, we meet up again to let him know that, like, hey, there's a plan to save Bane. Uh, and he's like, you know, yeah, go ahead, but, you know, keep keep the war chief in the loop. And then later on, we're called, the uh, Sylvanas loyalists are called to Orgrimmar, along with Nathanos and Ytrig, a war, uh, an orc who's loyal to Saurfang. We end up bringing him to Nathanos in shame, which is, like, awful. Like, I think he watched this part of Game of Thrones where Cersei is, like, walking through the streets and she's just being chased in shame. Shame. Yeah. It's, it's, shame. It's that scene. Oh, shit. <laughs> but with E-Trig. <laughs> and, like, it's so heartbreaking. And I wanted to switch sides, but I couldn't. <laughs> Uh, we're also ordered to burn propaganda, and then anybody who, like, kind of gets pissed off with us burning the propaganda against Sylvanas, we end up killing. Because iron fucking fist. Um, and he also orders the sabotage to the siege weapons, and, uh, you know, rally the army, basically. Um, after Sylvanas kills Sarfang and sort of pieces out Team Rocket style... Uh, <laughs> I'm not wrong, <laughs> though she, they she had way more success than they ever did. 
Nathanos orders the uh, the loyalists to meet up with Sylvanas at her family's home out in Quel'Thalas. I kind of like this moment. We go meet up, and they're they're both there talking, uh, and they kind of wish each other a safe journey. And he leaves, and he also calls her my love. Aww. So I was like, I, w- I was kind of happy to see that. That's kind of cute. So maybe he softened up a little bit. Probably not, actually. But, you know, I, there's hope. Maybe. Not a lot of hope, but there's hope. Uh, so then comes the novel, which leads up to where we are today. So it's now been a week since pre-patch, but the pre-patch events have not actually happened yet. So we don't have the continuing of the story of Nathanos actually released. So some of the things might change, so I'm not going to actually go into what was on the PTR and what was in beta. But it's we have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Um, but going back into the novel, the first thing I skipped over was uh, the price that he had to pay to get the shrines destroyed by the Widow's Bite. Um, he ends up handing over a tarnished badge. This was the, This was the... Um, the badge of him being a ranger lord in the Forest Riders, given by Sylvanas oh. herself. Okay. So, like, that that's a hefty price. Yeah. Right? Shit! I'm also kind of amazed that he still had that on him, considering he's like, oh, I don't have a, you know, a use for such emotions as love and caring and shit, and yet you still had that? Okay. Sure. Makes sense. <laughs> You know, you can't question male emotions. The fact that they exist is pretty questionable. That's true. Yeah. Which sucks, but eh, whatever. Um, Later on in the book, I mentioned that Bonsamdi was kind of messing with Nathanos, but I couldn't mention exactly how yet. So Sylvanas is kind of like standing there, and a coin falls into the water in front of him, and kind of close to him. So he picks it up, uh, and as he stands up, he's met face to face with the ghost of Stefan Maris. His one, <gasps> yeah, his one true regret. And he kind of buys it for a little bit until until Stefan actually mentions um, something about how Sylvanas is not going to be be allowed to win. And then he realizes, oh no, it's Bonsabdi. He's just tricking me. Yeah. So the coin, even the coin, wasn't even real. That was just part of Bonsabdi fucking with him. What a dicky dick. I mean, for all that Nathanos has done, I think that's, like, I think that's part of the course payback. Uh, so yeah, he escapes, uh, he escapes, goes back to Sylvanas' side, informs her of the loss, and then makes his way back to his home in, in the Plaguelands. And that's where we're at at the current story, before pre-patch, but also still technically now into pre Pre-patch has gone live, but we haven't gotten the story yet, so we'll we'll see what changes when they fully release it, if anything. Oh snap! I'm biting my nails. It's exciting, and I will tell you off air what I think is what is probably co- or what was on the PTR at least. Um, and we'll update later when when it finally does go live. I don't know when that's going to be, but we'll see. Uh, so trivia. Um, so Nathanos used to be a quest giver before Cataclysm, and, uh, Alliance players could go form a raid and go and kill him in the Playlands. 
which led to a lot of world PvP, because a lot of hard would be like, excuse me, you're killing our guy? No. How dare! Exactly. Um, all of his, like, kind of irritated click quotes, so, like, when you click on a character, they'll say different things. After, okay. If you do it enough, they start getting irritated with you. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those quick, all, all of those quotes are things that he would yell at Alliance in battle. He was definitely quite an ass back then. He still is. Also, like one of his, uh, one of his things that he says is, uh, like once we get to Z Zandalar and we're named Speaker of the Horde by Rastakhan, we get <laughs> Speaker of the Horde. Like just such, oh, I cannot tell you how much I want to punch him. <laughs> I cannot wait to punch him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. You can also find him as Nathanos Maris. Uh, there's, like, these time-walking instances. And there's this one that's old Hillsbrad Foothills that takes place, like, way before the Scourge ever showed up. Um, and you can actually find him in old Hillsbrad Foothills. He doesn't talk. He's just there. Chilling out. <laughs> there is some other conversation, though, that happens in there um, that is really cool in another building but we haven't talked about any of those events at all. So, And I, I only just found out about that when I was doing research for this. I was like, oh, I need to go see him. And then I was like looking around at everything else that's in there, and it's really cool. Oh, shnappadoodle! My inner nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, as for voices, the only character that we really focused on today that we haven't named any voices for is Nathanos. Uh, so he's voiced by Jim Peary. Um, he's got a number of other roles, uh, both voice and live action, dating back a while. Um, his newest role that I know that a, a bunch of friends of mine will know is in Star Wars Squadrons, he plays Shen. Well, doopily do. Yeah. Also, apparently Star Wars Squadrons has a non-binary character, and uh, we stand that here. We're very excited about that. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's it for today. Well, that was certainly fun. Yeah. I feel informed. Nathanos is kind of a dick, but like maybe not. But like kind. totally, yeah. Kinda? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he definitely is. Yeah, oh, you're not wrong. He's pretty <laughs> shitty. He's incredibly condescending to me every fucking time I go talk to him and I'm just like, I'm so fucking sick of you. Just Get out of here with your face and your stupid words. Exactly. Oh, man. I just, I want to punch him so bad. <laughs> Both as Horde and Alliance, I don't really care. I just want to punch him so bad. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah. All right. We would like to thank the Winnipeg Public Library. We usually record the Millennium Library in their beautiful ideal mill maker space, but in taking everyone's health and safety seriously, they are currently closed and we're working from home. Our intro and outro music is by Kevin McLeod, and you can find all of his work on his website, incompetech.com. And our Amazeballs artwork is by our good friend Ben Hoffer. His Instagram is scorpiosoka7 if you would like to check out more of his work. And he's opened up commissions! So follow him for more information about that. I've mm. seen the models he makes. They're kind of next level. 
Absolutely. Did you also see the uh, the wedding the wedding cake topper? That yeah, made? right. So beautiful. So cute. I love it. Go go check go check out his Instagram. Go go give Ben love. We love Ben. Do the thing. Do it. Uh, but yeah, that does it for us today, and uh, we're good. We're good. I'm Senpai. <laughs> I'm Bam Bam. And we'll notice you next time. Bye!